Welcome to another episode of Ventures Dialogue Radio. I am your host, SM Gaines, and today I have a very special guest. Joining me today is computer software professional and field engineer, Margaret Gaines. Ma, welcome to the show. <laughs> That's not too professional. <laughs> Ma. Thank you very much. I'm very glad to be here. I wanted to talk to you today about diversity in technology. How long have you been in a technology field? I was born in a technology field. <laughs> no, you were not. <laughs> I was born in a technology field. I remember working on, back in the day, we had like TV with the tube. Mm -hmm. And it, every once in a while, I used to go out. We just go behind the TV, pull out the plug, pull out the tubes, put them back in, rig them up, and start working again. But that's my first experience with technology. Didn't know what I was doing, but it was a good adventure because we had to watch TV back in the day. What was your career path to where you are right now? Mostly my career path was just like office work, typing and clerical work. So what made you decide to get into this field? During your time, it wasn't that many. I don't think it was that many women that were interested in technology. They were had the career path that you just described, like office work. What made you decide to jump to your previous career to technology? Well, technology, jumping, I didn't really jump. I just like smoothing because that's where the path was to making a better, better dollar. And then and who wants to be sitting around a desk all day long paying people bills and balancing people's checkbooks? So I uh, had an interest in technology. Mm -hmm. I pursued my path. The way I got really started is when I enlisted into the Air Force. My um, recruiter actually kind of like nudged me that way because mm -hmm. he was saying that it was a great field to go into. And, you know, it's like you always get promoted and, and it's always going to be around. And I discovered, yeah, it is always going to be around, even though the technology changes over time. It's that's one thing that would say is always going to be around until we replace our, the, all, everything is replaced by robots. And I don't think that's going to ever happen. I'm pretty sure you heard there were like huge layoffs at some of the big top companies like Microsoft, Facebook, Google, and Twitter. And a lot of the software engineers, it was really a lot of cuts in that department, but of the staff that was let go, 56% of the staff were women. It could be because of, not necessarily that they really needed to let go of staff. They wanted to let go of staff to, to pave the way for AI. Do you think that AI is a threat to all of the people, engineers, technology people right now. Do you think AI is going to take over everything? You, I mean, you see the AI with the McDonald's and do you think that is going to be like the next wave that AI is going to start not only taking regular people's jobs, do you think it's going to start taking people in your field? Is there a threat to your job because of AI? No, there's no threat because remember when each time you have like uh, machinery replacing people, it's basically what it is. Mm -hmm. And you got to have people to prepare for the changeover. It's always going to be people working in the background on technology as far as letting people go. It probably is like let people go, but then in the, in the future, it's going to like restructure anyway. Because you can write, it's another thing you can, you can write programs all day long. And mm -hmm. then sometimes I'm just like right now, the way the programs work, or software is, is um, used going to be it's like they write programs so easily to manipulate or use mm -hmm. but there's going to be always going to be someone there to write that program mm -hmm. everything, everything that's in IT is going to be have to have some brain working behind it so you don't think so I'm going to get a little sci-fi here so you don't think it's going to be like another 
Will Smith iRobot movie where we have people that you just described that are going to replace the chips and going to make sure that everything is running and up to speed. You don't think that this AI, this technology, they're going to start writing their own programs and functioning on their own without us? I mean, do you think there's going to be a big takeover or is that just Hollywood scaring us <laughs> for entertainment? No, it's like I said, everything moves in a different direction. Mm-hmm. You can't stay in one spot at all times. It's like sending people to the moon. There's a, there was that way that time, and it's going to be a different way this time. So mm-hmm. as technology advances and improves, it's going to be we're moving in another direction. Not necessarily getting rid of people. I don't think, in my mm-hmm. opinion, it's just like. It's just another phase moving on. From my understanding, the number of women at technology, it's it's a really low number. Why do you think that is? I guess it's just the way that it's been when they always want to put, I mean, not they per se, but it appeared that people, you know, they're just like not interested in technology because most times the mold was a woman was you go model something, mm-hmm. you put on your high heel sneakers and go out and dance. And <laughs> I knew you were going to say high heel sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> and all that stuff. But, and then this was like a role that they thought people were going to keep in, but women just like, they got tired of it. So if you can, if a man can do it, a woman can do it. And most of the time, the women all women always come out ahead. Mm-hmm. So remember the um that that uh, program they had uh, with those scientists, those women scientists, the mathematicians, NASA adventure. They're all women. It's like some people think you can't do nothing because you're a woman. Or in society, they they want to keep women on like on the back burner. You you just let, you just have my babies and that's it. But you can't just like have babies and that's it because you got a life. Otherwise, you'd be sitting around cooking dinner for a hardhead all day. (laughs) Exactly. Even though there are, you do see more women in in tech these days, there's a lot of challenges like to get hired. Like you said, you got lucky. You saw a recruiter. How many of your colleagues are in the same field as you, right? I think there's like fewer opportunities for women just because it's hard to get a supportive network of people with common interests. And I only have one colleague. She went to school for computer science and she's very successful and she owns her own business. One out of all of the colleagues that I went to school with. So that's like shocking to me. Do you agree that the challenges that women face in tech are because of bias hiring processes. I mean, your resume might come across a desk and they might pick the other resume. It might be a man's resume and he has less experience, but they pick him over you just because he's a man. So how do you feel about that? You gotta be bold. If you see something you want, you go out and get it. People's minds are kind of like really uh, open to employment technology for women. So, but in, 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 in you have to, you see something you want, you gotta get it. Because you put it in and you put it in your brain, you got it. You stay there. Nobody can take that out of your brain. I wanted to talk to you about people who are interested in pursuing a career in IT. Do you need a degree to get into IT or do you need a certification or do you need both? What is the best way to get your foot in a door? A degree is not a bad thing to have, but it's it's kind of it'll if you have a degree, no matter what it is, and you, if you want to go to a, a different direction, you can always do that. But you don't really have to have like a bachelor's, but you have to have the drive to do it. You don't have to get go to school to be certified. So many books is published 
these days that you can just like go into it. It's like, and you can mm-hmm. start doing things on your own. It's like, you can, you can even certify yourself without, get make yourself, make a path to certify yourself without going to paying $5,000 a pop for just to be certified. When the only thing you need is use your brains and a book. So do you think those people, cause I know a few people who do the computer boot camps. From what you're saying, you shouldn't, people shouldn't be wasting $5,000, $10,000 on those boot camps that do not, even though they say they guarantee you a job, a lot of times they don't. So are you saying that people should stay away from those type of courses or facilities or boot camps? Is that a waste of time and money? Personally, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to boot camps. What what certification do you recommend for somebody just starting out? Like, what's the first one they should take? A plus plus, that or network plus plus, or some of those basic how to do the parts of a computer. I teach you all about the parts of the computer, how it operates. And I'm not saying you can even go like technical schools, community colleges, and they have a lot of resources right there. They have a lot of labs to work with, and it's not expensive if mm-hmm. you don't feel you know, if you, if you got to have, feels, but me, I have a lot of hands-on experience already. So that's why it's easy for me to just pick up a book and read it and go certify, certified on, on a particular topic. Or Yeah, everybody's learning curve is different. I know I tried it and I'm like, mm. I got a question in from um, a listener. I wanted to ask you, her son actually has a degree in aviation. He's actually an air mechanic and he also has his certification. He's interested in actually transitioning over from that field to technology. So the question is, so he already has his degree. He already has a certification in air mechanic um, aviation. Should he seek out a technology career with in the aviation community or should he try another career path to get into it into technology do you have any suggestions for him well all depends on technology talking about you're talking about uh, computer science or something like that nature because in aviation computer science is there most of everything computer science or some part of computers or is going to be there so if you want to get certified and you move your from a um move the pathway or your employment from one like from aviation to computer science or IT, mm-hmm. it won't be that hard to do. But a lot of times, and I even find in different industries, industries that I've been in, they put a long laundry list of requirements. I mean, the list that they want you to 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 have, it's like longer than the job description. That's a little bit intimidating. Is the best approach to look to see what they're offering and try to get all of those certifications and requirements under your belt? Or do you just need to have one strong certification, one strong skill, and then maneuver your way into that position? Because like I said, I know that you see positions and they're asking for stuff like, it's an entry level position, but they want you to have like 20 years experience. Like I'm like, make it make sense. How can people prevent themselves from being intimidated by all of the requirements in technology? Well, most of the time, if you if you have a job advertising, you're just like, we want you to do this skill. You want, want a C-sharp programmer mm-hmm. or a person that that knows Java. Most of the times, you're gonna if you you're gonna know that anyway. If if you had been like through schools like for technical or for not necessarily before you have like a small minute knowledge of it. Most of the time, they don't, you, you don't, you don't use all that 
the requirements of the job. Why do they ask for all of that then? Why do they ask you for the kitchen sink if they know that people don't have all of their skills? I guess it's just for if you're weak in one thing, you're strong in another one. That's my opinion. If you're weak in one thing, you're strong in another one. So if you get hired, you're going to be mostly focused on they're going to put you in a position that you're strong in. And then, like, later on, if, like, they want you, if you want to do something, most places, they want you to do something else. They have training for, you know, they provide training for the skills that they need, even to brush up on, or most cases, most cases, I would say. But it, it's, it's best to keep yourself up to date on all the, everything that's going on, all the changes. As far as certification, how often would you... Do they tell you, hey, your certification has expired or is it up to you to keep? Okay. Because it's sometimes like a lot of, I like, I know like the Microsoft certification, mm-hmm. they change it so often. So frequently it's like one year you, you're certified and oh, we no longer want to certify. You can still use a skill, but you can't get certified on a particular area. Are some certifications required for some of the, the jobs that you take on? They like to have it. If you, but if you don't, if you're not, most sometimes if you're not certified, but you can, you can let them know that you have that skill mm-hmm. and if they, you know, you're very good at that skill. So it's not really, you know, it's good to have certification, but if you have the knowledge of it without being certified and you could demonstrate that you have, I'm not going to wipe you out and say, you can't have this job because you don't know, cause, but then you demonstrate that you do know. Right. So, Sometimes it's hard to get that chance, though. I guess you got to be in the right place at the right time. Like I say, you put it in your brain, nobody can take it out. I wanted to circle back to you about diversity and a lack of, I mean, like I said, there's more diversity, but there's still a lack, I feel, of diversity in technology. You've ever been in a situation on a job or on a project where people were biased against you strictly because you were a woman. Like if you were a lead on a project and they're like, oh, let me speak to the lead. And they they point to you, that's the lead on a project, but they still talk to other people besides you. Have you ever faced that out in the field where you're like, okay, I am the project manager, but you want to go talk to somebody who who doesn't even know what they're doing. Have you ever been in that situation? That's that's, that's part of it because you especially if you're working with men. Mm-hmm. I've worked with a lot of men like that. It's like, they don't want you to be in charge, point blank. They don't want you, and it's like, it's not all the men, but it's like, I have experienced some men, oh, uh, you can't be in charge. It's like, even for signing their work order or mm-hmm. they complete the job, they won't, they don't, they re- not all of them, a lot of men refuse to come to me and get the, and get it signed off. So I said, okay, whatever. Wow. So how do they get paid if they don't come to you? Don't they need that to get paid? <laughs> yes, they do. That's, that's why they have to circle back. Wow. They circle back, they look like a big dodo bird. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy that we're in 2023 and some men still have that attitude. That's crazy. Yeah. What did you do in that situation? Did you just like, just like sit back and like, yeah, they're going to come back to me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what you do. It's like, mm-hmm. Yep. Go wow. ahead and bite it, Bubba. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Have you ever had to turn down a job i've turned down jobs i walked out on jobs wow why why did you have to walk out people being disrespectful or well yeah the person was it's a very rude this this particular client was very rude to the employees it was like a, it was a restaurant place it was a restaurant mm-hmm. and this particular i guess it was i don't know it was i guess it was the owner but anyway he was treating his his um people that were working for him it's like very rude and disrespected and then chairs like yelling at them something so then he the person decided they're gonna yell at me so mm-hmm. i just packed up my bags and i just left 
That was it. End of story. <laughs> Did you get paid? I would have been like, and send me my check. The thing was, it was already pre-paid anyway. So, uh-uh. Ignorant, he thought his phone lines belonged on his POS system. I'm trying to explain to him, this doesn't work like that. We, do, we never touch our job. My job is not to repair or do any work on your phone system. My job is to do your POS system. And he's the guy who's just saying that, oh, uh, since you've been in here, I lost, I don't have a, I don't have a phone because <laughs> it was like, I don't, I'm <laughs> trying to tell him. I didn't. And the thing is, his phone was working. So I know he was lying. How much do you think the industry has changed since you started in technology? Change a lot because most of the time when I, I used to have to troubleshoot down to the component, like a resistor or diode. These days you don't have to. It's like interchangeable modules. So if you find something wrong in a section, you pull it out. Find your motherboard's bad, you place the motherboard. You have to go like component to component. Just like change a lot. So we used to have to troubleshoot things down to the very components. Now you just replace, you just replace like a board. It's gone. And I have no idea what all of that means. <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about call centers being outsourced so much? Because it doesn't seem like you need to have a master's or a bachelor's or even an associate's or certification to read off of a list. So what are your thoughts about that? That's the thing. It's the call center. When somebody calls, it's, it's whatever the problem is going to be redirected to the people that really have the the knowledge of the, of the system or knowledge of what's going on but those people that's running reading stuff mm-hmm. and they tell them oh unplug your computer and put it back yeah that's all, that's all that's the basic thing they're saying or did you reboot or restart okay and then they they just give them those a little things to read like a script so, yeah but the big issue is they don't really know how to fix anything so they just give them the stuff and when they can't do it then they it's, they it's, transfer it's, me to someone else who yeah, they say transfer to another person that know knows the system mostly hope they're supposed to i will hope people are doing that when you call a call center all of the questions that you they're asking you i've already done it that's why i'm calling you because i need help and then you go through all of the steps just for them to say okay i'm going to transfer you to someone else why don't they just give us that person in the first place so it seems to me like there is a shortage of good it people no it's not the shortage of good id people it's like it's the way it's the way people handle it it's like how they bring the jobs out the, the person that's that really knows the work they sometimes they're like bogged up with other work i thought it was to just save money for the company that's why they out people that's why companies choose oh, to outsource yeah outsourcing is just like it's something about it is to answer the phone and not not necessarily but some people they outsource just for the labor like a person that's working in a, in the u.s and they and they they're not going to just work for a little 15 dollars an hour for a degree in, i mean for work in it do you think those jobs will c- come back because there's a lot of people who want to get into that field and some of these companies make billions of dollars. That's why I don't understand. Why can't you just hire qualified people instead of me calling a number, thinking I'm getting help, and then they're reading off of a script, doing everything that I've already done. Thus, that's why I'm calling you because I couldn't fix it myself. It doesn't work all the time. That needs to be fixed. Final advice you can offer to anyone who wants to do what you do, who wants to get into the technology field. If you want it, you can get it. It's, you just put your foot down and work hard. 
It's yeah, very intimidating. Let me tell you, to me, it's intimidating. I tried it. It didn't work. <laughs> you gotta, gotta remember who the boss. You're the boss of you. Okay. Thanks again for coming on. I appreciate you. And until next time, peace. If this is your first time joining, welcome to Vintage Dialogue Radio, and thank you for listening. And if you like what you've been hearing, please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast so that you never miss a thing. What topics do you want to talk about in the future? I'm sure you have plenty of questions for my guests. So don't forget to drop a comment, ask a question, and leave a review. You never know, I could actually call upon you to be a special guest on my show. All of the information about this episode is in the description box, along with the email and links to my blog, website, and more. Thanks again for joining. Until next time.